Previously on Critically Stupid. Hey there, it's Tess. So, last episode, um, my new friend Cerulean and I went through a hole in the universe that led to my beloved Fae world. Uh, you could say that I may have taken her, um, but in my defense, I thought she was my ticket home because I'd smelled the situation before, I thought. Uh, but you know how that is. So I was greeted by the comforting smells of home, um, as well as a really horrific scene of slaughter. There were these giant murder crabs killing some of my people, the Fae, um, and we tried to intervene, but it was too late. Um, there was also this giant unnatural ocean that spat out a doll that Cerulean had actually hand-stitched for her sister, who she left long, long ago. Um, she also heard her sister calling for her through the ocean, and she decided that she had to go and there's something she had to do. So she said her goodbyes and she dove in after her. Um, I think she's going to be really, really missed, um, as well as very loved by everyone. Um, I wish I got to spend more time with her, but of course I couldn't follow her because I had to go back through the hole into the human world because I have to solve the mystery of these giant murder crabs just killing a bunch of fae and maybe people. So you could say I'm going back for shellfish reasons, I suppose, um, but I don't really know what's going on or what's going to happen because I never do, like ever. But I think it's just time to keep clam and carry on. So see ya. Happy birthday, Anthony! Happy birthday! Yeah, happy Anthony Day! I'm old. <laughs> no way. No way. All? You're in your prime, baby. That's what this is. I've not peaked yet. Definitely not in high school. That's not a thing. Anthony, <laughs> no. I think you're the oldest one of us. I am. I'm very much, yes. Are you really? Oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm you're 16. Your daddy D&D. Mm-hmm. Daddy D&D. D&D. Holy nice. shit. D and daddy. Man, I'd is- love to... I'd love yeah. to keep all of this sweet content, but unfortunately, Gary's recording from a cave. There we go. Hey, look at that face. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning into soon-to-be world-famous Dungeons & Dragons Real Play Podcast, Critically Stupid. I am, of course, Alexander James, your uh, friendly neighborhood dungeon master, and I'm here to say happy birthday, Anthony. Woo! Woo! 
This is, is literally my birthday. And this is what I'm doing in my life. You know, I'm, thank you. Thank you. I love being old. It's fantastic. Jess, we caught like a single decibel of that of that blower. I was, was trying to not it make it too great. loud so you wouldn't be mad. No, don't do it again. Great. Um, my favorite part of uh, last episode was probably uh, the saddest part about uh, last episode was saying goodbye to uh, Katie or Cerulean. She is uh, moving away from the show uh, to do her own thing, but we've got Jess now and Jess is amazing and great. And I'm very excited about it. So, uh, with that, we're going to go to the birthday boy, Anthony. Hello, I'm Anthony. I play Arnold. My favorite part of last episode was the fact that my internet just, just kept going out. It was just, just inexplicable. I'll tell you, I try to pay attention and know what's going on in the episodes. Last episode, I've never felt more lost. And it was just one of those, it was one of those situations where it was so like serious. It was such a serious moment. Katie's character is leaving the show. My character loved her character, has such a close relationship with her. And my, Anthony's brain is just dying inside purely <laughs> my whole body my whole spirit's on fire and like i'm just like i should probably say something to her and i'm like i'm so mad right now i have no words my internet has stolen my heart right now like i'm grinched out like i couldn't do anything so that my favorite part was just the fact that um when i came back i came back from out of nowhere and just was a cow and there was just chaos and i had i still don't know what happened really so i love it um but yeah that was mine oh and i will choose um diana uh, my name is Diana. I play Mel. I want to also say happy birthday, Anthony. And um, it's true, you are the oldest one of us, but you have made every year you've been on this earth a little bit better. So thank you for spending your birthday with with us. Uh, my favorite part was, well, okay, my least favorite part was Katie leaving. That was a big bummer. Um, but Tess is a cow. And Tess also smells everything. So I feel like her and Josh Pat are going to be like buddy cops. Yeah. Because he's a dog, right? So yeah. they're just going to like, like cow, like they're just going to be good friends, oh. which makes me feel good that somebody else will also be looking out for Josh Pat because oh, if yeah. he gets hurt, I will murder people in real life. <laughs> don't, don't look at me when you say that. Yeah, I'm looking at the person directly in charge of the NPCs who could possibly do this. Oh, and I will smoke. nominate uh, our resident cow. That's me. Uh, I'm Jess. I play Tess. Um, last, last name DJ Tickles. Um, my favorite part of the episode was uh, when Cerulean was leaving. She just fucking killed it. Like, I kind of wanted to cry. Like, she was so good. I was so convinced. And it was like, I was so bummed. I'm so bummed she's not going to be on the podcast still. But like, just peak. Peak performance. It was so good. Yeah. And uh Garion is next. uh hi, my name is Garen and I play Gareth. Um, and my favorite part of last episode was after the dramatic heart-wrenching departure of Katie and or Cerulean. Uh when uh Tess the Cow was just like, ah damn, that was your sister, my fault. <laughs> Anyway, here's your knife back. <laughs> Whoops. And then, and then just continued onwards with the ragtag group of us. I was trying the, to get home. The yeah. ragtag group of us. I love it. Speaking of which, let's open into the courtyard. Uh, after the party has fully broken up, um, 
all of the guests are fled. You're looking at a shattered sort of like central bar uh, littered with broken glasses and trays lying everywhere. And some of the kegs are sort of like eking out the last bits of uh, ale and foam. Um, all of the goobers, as Gareth has called them, have fled either uh, out of exits you haven't seen or you did see a pack of them run towards the house on one side of the courtyard. Uh, but you have a quick moment alone, uh, just the four of you, as you see uh, Tess walk through this struggling door in the in the middle of the air that uh, Arnold and Wishtankian and Matt have uh, struggled so valiantly to keep open. Um, Tess, real quick, are you uh, a cow or a person right now in this moment? In overalls, I'm cow in overalls. Yeah, yeah. So you see, oh, I you forgot s- the overalls. So I guess my first question to all of you would be: How would you react to? First of all, test the cow coming through the portal because test the person went through it one side, and then you got a cow back, uh, and notably the door closed without a cerulean. So I'm curious as to how you would all react to that. Um, yeah. Arnold, Arnold would change back immediately and be like, "Oh my gosh, a cow stole her clothes." <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say Gareth would not make the connection. No, not at all. Be like, there are the cows in Love the portal. The Something's bad. Dear God, an alternate dimension with murderous cows. I don't know what happened in there, but they disappeared. A cow came with Tess's clothes and then Cerulean left forever. I feel like Arnold would need much consoling. I do feel like so, Arnold would be quite yeah. sad. So I would. I'm obviously- so glad that no one was like, "Wow, you look better than when you went in." What an improvement! <laughs> wow, you look great. So, so yeah, so obviously you know, Arnold would immediately be like, "Where's Where's Cerulean? Like, what happened? I know she left, but I was like, is she really gone? Like, is that from the cow? It would have to be to the cow, yeah." I'm assuming I can still, I, I, I speak still as, as a person when I'm in cow. You do I think we discussed um, this. You talk completely normally. You're just. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm just still a cow. Um, just I'm a cow. She, she had to go get her sister. Um, she, it seemed like her sister was there. I could smell her. Um, there was a voice calling out for her. She had, she had to go. So I just, yeah. So Arnold would just kind of like, like take that in and just take a moment and just be like, oh my, like a lot to process right now and just mm-hmm. like kind of get quiet. So I, um, I think Mel would be a little bit suspicious actually, even though mm-hmm. Cerulean said that's goodbye to everybody. That's kind of like, I don't know, her brand. She did, um, she did, she did, but but I think that uh, Mel would still be a little bit suspicious, especially because we just met the cow as a person and now it's a cow. Um, so so I I wouldn't necessarily get all threatening with her because the cow and overalls that I'm picturing is just adorable. Um, and, and I feel like Josh Pat probably quite likes her too. And they're always sniffing stuff together. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily be threatening, but I'd be a little suspicious. And I would, um, I probably ask, um, what is your plan? Do you think you're sticking with us? Can you explain why you're a cow? Uh, you can't just ask someone why they're a cow. And yet I did. Um, <laughs> and yet the hard yeah, hitting journalistic questions coming from Diana. Um, I think I would be like completely forgot that I'm in California and be like, oh shit, I'm so sorry. Like, oh my bad, this is so rude of me. And I just like turn back into a person. Um hey. yeah. holy shit. <laughs> oh my gosh, a shape-shifting cow. She looks just like that other girl. <laughs> <laughs> 
This, mag- <laughs> this magic cow is disguised as Tess. Um, Say something that only Tess would know. It's like the prestige where like Hugh Jackman goes in and dies. <laughs> yes. And it's amazing because like we Tess. don't know her at all. So this could just yeah. be a murderous cow. She has all the same memories. So how could she know? My hooves are razor sharp. Well, I just had a crazy uh, revelation. Weren't weren't the goobers trying to kidnap Josh Pat to like sniff out the monsters or whatever? Yes, they were. Great, well remembered, oh. Garion. Can't test smell the future. That sounds way more helpful. You don't I mean, know that. It's not as always a up to me. Mm, if I can mm, smell mm, true. Cerulean like, knows that the test so can smell the future. Okay. But, so now, so so we've got so Tess is no longer a cow, which would probably make Melfield. She's. She will accept it as proof that this is clearly just somebody who has the power to change. Because, like, she's seen Arnold put on disguises and stuff. So, so you know, it looks like Tess. She brought up the boob thing, you know, <laughs> feeling feeling a little bit more confident. Um, but I would still probably be like, um, wait, are all the goobers gone, you said? All of the goobers are gone. Yeah, it's okay. just, it's just uh, you. There are a couple of noble people, like, groaning in their, like, various they've fallen and can't get up sort of scenarios. They're fine. So I think I would still be talking to Tess. I'm just assuming that Arnold's crying and his best friend is consoling him. And it's, you know, that's what I imagine. And, and I, I I would say, um, we need to understand what's going on. You, you went through a portal, you took our friend and now she's gone. And I'm not happy with, with what she said had had gone down and and somebody's trying to steal Josh Pat and what do you know uh thanks for your question i really appreciate the feedback um <laughs> <laughs> for i think i would also be very overwhelmed of what the heck was happening here cuz it was you know a party when i left and i came yeah, back 100%. Like, there's just like rich people rolling around in their blood and money which um, like given that yeah, Mel is no, the one who brought about a that. lot of the blood, like it's not phasing her what's around her right yeah, now. Yeah. Like she's just, just like, so focused on Cerulean's gone and mm-hmm. there was a portal and these things coming after Josh Pat, who is obviously my life. So um yeah, I think I, Tess doesn't know that people were coming over Josh coming after Josh Pat. She was in the, the hole in the sky. No, um, but but I just said, you know, in, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think she would like be pissed. She'd be like, like literally what mm. uh, the fuck the shit? What the, f- what the fucking shit's happening? Um, <laughs> what the but um, super valid to think that I'm really sus. I don't really know what my plan is. I need to figure out why there are these murderous lobsters, uh, lobsters, crabs, <laughs> murderous crabs, murderous lobsters um, in my world um super unimpressed so i am just that is what i'm here to figure out i don't know if i am along for the ride with you guys and if our our paths still keep crossing but um super pissed about the dog thing who i decided was my bff because we sniffed out all the same stuff um i will say that when when uh when you came through the portal josh pat uh uh that's joshua patrick dear listener that's uh uh mel's animal companion little wolf pup adorable um was very sus of you, uh, sniffed you, was was getting to be okay, and then you turned back into a human and started barking like crazy, tail wagging. He's very nice. excited to see you. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. I, I definitely reached out and like stretch him between his perfect little ears. Perfect little ears. Um, so I would say my dog trusts you, so I'm going to trust you. Oh. 
please don't make me regret that. Clearly, look around you. I did that. Um, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Tessa just think that's super valid. Like, yeah, they did that. Um, I think she would probably want you to like her. Be like, oh, she hope she seems cool. I hope she likes me. Um, but then is 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 a little bit scared of all the blood. But like, super valid. Not really. There's a lot. There's to be fair, Tess. There's a lot of blood around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. I've got she thinks it's valid, but a little bit scared. A little bit scared. Um, you all hear sort of like a like a a gurgled muffled roar and you turn can you make and... the noise <clears throat> yes i can i'm so glad somebody else is making you do all the noises <laughs> <laughs> amazing immaculate audio i cannot wait to be up for uh fully work it, on was that, that a roar because yeah. it sounded like uh a, when you waterboard a chihuahua <laughs> All right, let me re- let me let me let me bring it back. A high pitched, yeah. frantic gurgling sound rises up from the bar, uh, and the you dentist. see you see a wild patch of red hair shoot uh, to its feet as Rainier Neverember staggers upward and goes, "Ah, my friends, it is you. We are here. We have lived to tell the tale. We are the most fearsome warriors. That uh, is this. You are not. Hello." Uh, and he's talking to you, Tess, uh, and he sort of oh. like stumbles. Um, and he says, uh, you are not the person that went through the portal earlier. Or you were, but there's there's another person that should be here and you are not her. Where is uh, the, the bossy lady? Um, I don't I don't know who he is. So I would Tess would probably be like, I don't it's not your fucking business. Who are you? Nice to meet you. Ready to introduce yourself. I'm standing over there with them too, right? Yeah, yeah, everybody. Because I know Rainier, and I think that. Oh, that okay. I would still be like. Dudes. I think I'd still be like a little bit on edge with Cerulean having left, and I knew that she didn't trust him. So, so being on edge, I, I think I, I might um be like um. Knocks an arrow. <laughs> or, or even just like I don't know, grab his sleeve or something, so that we're, so that I'm looking at him and be like, our friend is gone, and she Go didn't ahead. trust you. Would you like to tell me why? Ah, this is the most, my honor has never been more impugned. Yes, I am Rainier Neverember. My father's name is, is a gold dragon every street in the city. How, how could anybody not, not trust me, Rainier Neverember? Yes, weird fucking Well, it's man. just when the rest of us were fighting off goobers, they seemed afraid of you. That is because I am you, I, and you would not know this angry lady because we have never joined swords in the glorious form of combat. But I am the most feared duelsman in the seven realms. And he and he pulls a sword from his scabbard, except he's so drunk he like accidentally hits the bar with it and just like it gets stuck like halfway out of his scabbard. And he sort of like twists like awkwardly. It's not an impressive display of swordsmanship. I'm gonna be real. I'm impressed. But he he actually turns while you're while while he's doing this and says, um, "Yes, but uh, but uh, aha, we must go to Lady Yala Gralhund is clearly in trouble. I saw a pack of these murderous cowled creatures go running into the house, and I fear for her and her husband's safety." The cow creatures. Cow creatures. Cow creatures. Cow cowled, ca- cowled, oh, isn't hooded. Okay, got it. Okay. Oh, it's, it's tough oh, to say with with word. my phony baloney accent. Sorry. Yeah. My family. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I think that, a whole pack of cows in there. <laughs> I think that's called a herd, bestie. Yeah. Yeah. Herd of herd of cow. It's time for milky. Let's go. Uh, Tess, I'm gonna never need. I'm gonna need you to never say it's time for milky. Let's go. Ever again. <laughs> never again. Uh, Episode title. No. <laughs> Um, I think that Mel would be quite unimpressed and still on edge. And I um, would say that um, I, you know, I used to kind of trust you, Rainier. I don't really know you that well, but you, you helped us out. But our friend is gone. Things have come after my dog. And you're lying. And I'm not going to help Lady Grelhan until you tell me what's going on. Mm, all right. All right, Bessie. Let me get let me get an insight roll from you, please. Let's see how let's see if you can tell how duplicitous Rainier Neverember is or is not being right now. Hold on. What? Yes. I also want to know. I'm just that. leaning into it because, like, you know, we we all knew and loved Cerulean, and and she. Yeah, no, I'm I'm here for you know. It, I'm just leaning into it, like I'm like I'm gonna trust her because she's gone now, and that was like her last thing. And whatever. I feel like I feel like Mel, Mel right now is being the angry side of Arnold's conscience when Arnold is like sort of like consumed by sadness, which is like I love that sort of everybody's Sad everybody's in their feels right now. So is uh, everyone just gonna pretend like they know what duplicitous means? We do know what duplicitous means, but if you need to ask Siri, we'll give you a second. You learn it when you turn 21. I don't It's it's on the cake. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I'm back. All right. Let's do it. What'd you get this? 18. Okay. Um, 18 is quite good. The shock and surprise blooming across Rainier Never Ember's face appears to be genuine. Um, he sort of like takes a step back and steadies himself on on a loose keg behind him. Uh, and he says, My my lady, now this is this is quite a serious thing. I I I truly appreciated uh Cerulean for for her acts and you all saved me from from the warehouse. You you we we went through fights together. Like I I I would never betray this person. And he seems genuine. He seems he seems like he's spitting truths. I think that Mel might be getting a little bit emotional now. Um, not like full on mental breaky, not like Diana here. But uh, you know, <laughs> we got to we, we got to separate it, fact from fiction. We were all thinking it. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and and I and and I um, I just like maybe a little bit more. Maybe sounding a little bit like. Like, I want to cry and, and just really keep saying, our friend is gone. Our friend is gone. And I don't know why she's gone. But I do know that she didn't trust you. And I do know that that these goobers seem to know you. I. My 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 lady, I've I've never seen any of them before. What are you talking about? Oh, listen, I had our friend over here disguise himself as you, and they were more than happy to even strike up a conversation, much less beat the shit out of him as they were everyone else. Ah, so, no. 
Go ahead, Eric. Go ahead. No, no go ahead. I, I, I get mad, and I'm just like, I've had enough of it. And I just, like, cast Zone of Truth on him. Ooh, oh, yeah. bang. Ooh, all right. So that, so I save and, out of that. Is that right, Eric? Yeah, I save out of that. Was it as a... Uh, 13. It's a wisdom? Let me see. Charisma. Charisma. Oh, Jesus. And <sighs> hang on. Hang on. You can tell me all what right. you got. No, no, actually... Tell me what you rolled, but don't tell me the result of what you rolled. You know what I mean? No. You do your thing first. I love you to death, Arnold. What are you doing? Oh, but I'm allowed to... Okay, it's okay. No, no. I'm with you. You're the DM. Um, So I'm going to do a... I've never used this before. I'm going to do it. Let me see. I'm going to do the cutting words thing, which is just the opposite of bardic inspiration. So okay. it... it um. Let me see. You roll the dice. It subtracts a number from the creature's roll. Yeah. So it's a 1d6 subtracted from whatever your roll is. All right, I'll roll this, but I want some flavor from you, Arnold. What do you say to Rainier Ever Never Ember to to truly like cut him with with this statement? Say something about his father. <laughs> We're not friends anymore. You're yeah, that's what I was gonna go ahead. Like, I was gonna <laughs> say, yeah. So um okay. He brings so up his dad all the time. So I look, money. I feel like that's a solid area to like get him. No, so I I look at Rainier and Never Never Ender, and I'm just like I need the truth. I've lost one friend today, and I'm willing to lose two. Damn. It's kind of cute because you're calling him a friend. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With I'll tell you what. I'll I'll tell you this. I rolled a D6, and I rolled a flat six. So I fail I fail out of zone of truth. So now I, I Rainier, ever, ever have to tell the truth. Now, now, I will say, I, I know that you've cast zone of truth, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> So Rainier never ember. Um, I imagine that there's sort of like a like a a pulse through the air, almost like a shockwave as you cast yeah. the spell. Um, and maybe there's like a thin haze as like the lanterns hanging on these string lights over the courtyard start to like strengthen just around you and sort of like hold you all in this glow. And Rainier never ember looks around and he seems the 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 look of shock turns into almost hurt on his face, Arnold. And he looks at you and he says. My friend Arnold, you feel you you think I am lying to you? Uh, ask ask me your questions. I have nothing to hide from my friends. So just tell just stop. Just tell us your relationship with these freaking goobers. I, I we know you haven't seen those particular ones. Clearly, your reputation with them is well known, and they even the ones you've never met know you. So just tell us how you know them and why they're scared of you and not it's don't give us any of the nonsense about my friend Arnold. listen listen you see the words coming out of my mouth you don't see them it's med i'm being metaphorical but i i i am telling you the truth standing here in your zone of truth i have no idea what these creatures are that come through this portal that come to i'm transylvanian now i don't know why <laughs> i'm telling I you the truth <laughs> I've I've never seen them before. I they they I they may know my face, yes, but I, perhaps it is I this I have my father's distinguished streak of red hair. This all of his children have this hair. Yes, my sisters, my brothers, and the ne- countless number of children, legitimate and illegitimate. That my my father sired many heirs. I just happen to be the oldest. It's entirely possible, Arnold. Can you think that maybe they mistook me for one of these other people? Your dad sounds like a slut. Listen, lady, I'm gonna talk straight to the cow now. 
My father was like, oh, she's not a cow anymore, so now she's just being mean. Yeah, yeah what the fuck, Rainier? Of course, everybody had a dog pile on Rainier and Everember for saying this person was a Now you got to bring up dogs? You got an issue with Josh Pat? A pile of what? Josh Pat growls and does not seem amused. Um. He says, all right, yeah, my, this lady, yes, my father was a, was a bastard who embezzled from the city and ruined his name. Yes, and I, Rainier Never Ember, have done everything I can to, to bring back a spot of goodwill to the Never Ember name. So yes, of course, let's bring up my father, huh? the perpetual stain on my reputation who keeps me, keeps me up to my waist in mud, no matter how many times I try to drag myself out of it. Yes, huh? I think hmm. that... seems like you have some of his money, though. Yes, of course, I have a fair bit of money. Yes, I was born into it. I did not choose to be born Rainier Never Amber. I was would have rather been cho- chose to be born at, at, at Bjorn's smorgasbord. But yes, I am not this person. Don't we huh? I have no cured meats. I have no pickled herring. I unfortunately have three manors, four restaurants, a number of locations around. Uh, Mel would be really frustrated and just interrupt <laughs> him at this point and, and be like, stop. Our friend is gone. And if you know anything about why, and if you are our friend, tell us what you fucking know. And not because you have the zone of truth or whatever on you, but but because you just said that you're our friend. So tell us what you know, friend. Please. So I don't do this very often. I'm going to step out of Rainier Never Ember. I, as the DM, uh, have the ability to grant inspiration, uh, which is when one of you does a particularly cool or or good thing, uh, as it relates to the story, I can grant you inspiration, which means that you get a D6 that you can add to any role you choose. And I'm going to give uh, Diana inspiration for that because I thought that was rad as hell. So uh, Diana, keep a D6 handy if you want to add it to a role you do later. Um, I thought that was really cool. So... Uh, as your friend, Rainier Never Ember, uh, tries to, tries to balance himself on the bar. This dude's super, super drunk, um, tries to balance himself on the bar and tries to make eye contact with you, even though his head's sort of like wibbly wobblies. Um, and he says, yes, I, I, this, this, I tell you, this is what I know. The lady of this manor, Yala Gralhund, her, her position in Waterdeep is famed across the city. Very powerful, very influential. She and her husband, I forget his name, he's not important. They, 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 they have been moving upwards in the strata of, of, of the elite, but they, they have yet to break into the most, the most powerful circle, the, the closed council of Waterdeep. And it is known, yes, that they will do anything they can to make this final step, their ascendancy known, their legacy cemented in, this, in the history of Waterdeep. I am thinking, yes, that maybe perhaps the, the band of goobers that has run into their, their, their manor Perhaps maybe there is a there is a not so much a violent connection there or more of a negotiation uh, uh, tactic there. Yes, I am thinking that perhaps there is something in the manner that maybe we could investigate together as a group. Eh? You suspect Rainier never ever of wrongdoing. Eh? I will go with you and we will uncover this together. All right, Rainier, here is your last question. If you're so rich, 
how much money do you have in your wallet? <laughs> I think he, <laughs> I think he like, I think he like dives for it because he's super excited that he could actually like nail the answer on this one. Uh, um, and he sort of like catches the waistband of his trousers and pulls them down a little bit. And it's a little awkward as they like sort of dip and he like fumbles for it. But yeah. then he, plunk, he plunks like a heavy coin purse on the bar uh, and is like, and it's Gareth, it's big. Like you can hear multiple fat gold dragons rolling around that bag. Um, and he says, yes, ah, this is what Rainy Reverember brings to the table. Power, influence, and sweet, sweet cash moolah. Let, 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 let me just make sure you're not carrying around counterfeit gold to impress people, eh? Yeah, you know what, Gareth? You take it. Take it as a gift. I care not. But before the, he even finishes the sentence, it's like off the counter. I'm not even like <laughs> holding it. It's just gone. It's in your mouth. <laughs> it's in your <laughs> mouth. Like, like a squirrel. That's actually how Gareth manages to get so much coin as he, as he, coins as he does. Is he just swallows them. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, go ahead, Arnold. Oh, I was going to say, like, before we move on from Rainier, um, so I, I want to look at Rainier and just be like, I want to believe you. I really, like you're one of my best friends I've ever met in my entire life. I'm I want to have a tattoo of you on my heart just like all of my others. Um I have a quick just a quick question. Lady Growl hung's um not hung. It's not a porn movie. Um <laughs> Lady <laughs> Lady Growl. Oh, yes, I know let, let us get into the sweet sweet gossip, huh? <laughs> Yeah. So, I'm, I'm yeah. So L- Lady Growl hung's uh husband um, what do you know about him? I, you say you don't don't know his name. What do you know about him? I'm just curious. I know that he is a businessman, uh, uh, well reputed in the affairs of Waterdeep. He is a, a a number of many guilds. Uh, he is on the board of Fantasy Disney, which is a blue chip stock company. I don't know if you know them, uh, but uh, uh, very well respected in certain circles. <clears throat> I will tell you, Arnold, that I have met the man and I find him a milky toast, a sort of like white bread version of a human being. He is the most boring facet of the Hunt name. Okay, so we're clearly going to follow him, right? So what do you guys think we should do? Should we, you want to go help Lady Hunt? Well, I think Tess does not right now have a, a cow in this fight. Um, yeah, because the cow in this herd. I'm wondering what's happening in my homeland. Um, so unless there's like signs that this is somehow related to the lobster bullshit, um, I so, don't know if so, I am too invested. So, so we know that uh, the goobers are going after Josh Pat, and the, that's related to the lobster situation, right? And the, somehow the goobers are related to Rainier Never Ender, or at least his family. So we we still have more to explore from that. I think, I, I, think in, I think in an effort to like cheer Arnold up and get his mind off of Cerulean, I'm trying to get his frustration channeled towards the goobers and be like, hey, I think we should go after the shitheads who ruined our concept. <clears throat> oh, speaking, speaking of that, I mean, you know what would really make this day just at least a little bearable? You know what would Where's... make this day bearable? The fucking pot that we deserved. Hey, what's up? It's me, Wish Taken, lead singer as Sourpuss. For and us... you guys across Gareth the bar. Gareth stabs you... him 37 times in the chest. <laughs> One for every year I've been alive. First just... of all, it's a her, and her name is Wish Tankian. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, she sorry. saunters up from the other side of the bar. She's wearing fucking spiked leather jacket. She's got neon green hair, and she looks pissed. Uh, and she looks at you, Arnold, 
and says, we've been playing up on that stage for 45 minutes. My voice is shot. I've been singing and I kept that door open and I distracted all them goobers. And I'll tell you what, I want the, I want the winnings. I, we, my main man, Matt here, who this cow lady flicked in the weeder, by the way, I didn't think that was very nice. We want the, the winnings. The, I, I, hey, listen, hey, Bitch. listen. I seen you come through that portal looking like a cow wearing the raggedy old oh. coveralls. Okay, so I want my share of the winnings. I want them now. How that con- How confident? Okay, so I'm sure Matt remembers the throat thing. Yeah. How Don't confident is he really demanding anything from us? Matt actually doesn't say a word. Matt is standing behind Wish Tanky and very quiet, looking at the ground. Just picture him like hiding, like peeking <laughs> out once in a while. And, and... Arnold, completely... can, I, can, can I approach Wish Tanky? And... <laughs> okay, yeah, you can. Yep, go ahead, Gareth, get in there. Can I? Can I go up and like shake her and Matt's hand? I want to like okay. go past her to Matt, shake both of their hand, and uh, I want to be like, I want to congratulate you both on your uh, performance, uh, quantity, maybe not everything, but you know. Uh, or quality, maybe not everything, but you really play for a long, a long time. You're right, kept the fields open. But while I'm passing between them, can I roll for a sleight of hand check, a hand check, and pickpocket with Tankian? Ooh, all right, roll it. Cool. I maybe I should have had my dice up before. I what are you? Are what are you going for specifically, Gareth? Just something valuable, anything valuable? Uh, her wallet, ideally. All right, go for it. I got a 12 plus 7 is 19. All right, you're in a you're in a close crowd. Um so you you give Wish Tanky in a, a handshake, um, and you immediately you sort of realize that she is stand, is standing sandwiched between Mel, Arnold, and Matt. Pickpocketing this person is a bad call. However, as you move to the next person, you shake Matt's hand, you realize that Matt's butt is just fully hanging out to empty air back there, and it is nothing simpler than to take that man's wallet. Bang. Boom. Right there. You've got it. It's in your pocket. Uh, how much approximately is in there? I'm not going to tell you that right now. You have no, no idea. No, here's the thing. Would it be enough to pass off as the winnings? <laughs> so I... Well, you could Rainier try just give you a shit ton of money? Rainier did just give you a big old coin purse. Yeah, and yeah. I'm inherently greedy. That's like my one of two character traits. His character is based is based on two rocks. Yeah, like I'm greed. I'm greedy and can't read. Like <laughs> um, Gareth, I will say that Matt's wallet pretty slim, actually. Uh, definitely not not the not the wallet of one of these rich people lying around the courtyard. Not the wallet of some fat cat. Speaking of, while there while all that's happening, can I just do like a like I do a, do a quick check to like observe my surroundings and see if any of these dead bodies just have anything I can tell, you know, like any, you know, any kind of wallets or money or anything on them. Cause there's clearly there are dead people around there. Are, I mean, yeah, there, there are dead people it. around. There are no, there are a number of goobers that yeah. Mel has so courteously slain for you. Um, there are a number of uh, aristocrats sort of like decorating the grass. Like uh, I yeah, would say that's... like, like lawn sculptures of, death um you imagine that some of them might have like generous sized wallets on them however that would involve you going over and sort of like picking over the field of the dead which would remove you from the scene which we can do if you want to i don't i don't want to i mean i have a i think that um oh sorry go ahead 
Go ahead, Sorry. I just want to know what these two smell like, uh, Matt and Bushtaken. I'm going to say right off the jump, sweat. They've been up there. They've been underneath the lights. They've been working yeah. really hard for 45 minutes. No they yeah. smell um, a little desperate, Jess. Mm. Tess, excuse me. They smell a little desperate, Tess. Um, desperate. They, they, they smell a little desperate. Uh, they smell like... Uh, they smell like they jump at the first opportunity. Hmm. Uh, for what you don't know. I can think... I confer with can, sorry. My, my new squad here that I've inserted myself into? Can can I can I finish interacting with Rich with Tanker really quick? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So uh, first I want to see if I can roll a side of hand to do what I'm about to say without her noticing. I want uh, roll it, roll it first and let's okay. figure it out. Okay. Slide a hand. Okay, I got a 14. All right. Um, all right. So I want to take a smaller sack and fill it with rocks, like pebbles, but then fill the top with gold coins. Broad. I like and you're gonna give it to Wish Tankian. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna offer something. Here is half of the pot. If you Go into that house and follow the goobers and see where they went. I'll give you the other half. Um, she takes the she takes the the wallet from you. She takes the 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 whatever you whatever you put the, the pebbles and gold into, she takes. Uh-huh. I, I'd be sure and to she, like I'd be sure yeah, to like, yeah, you, tie it before I hand yeah. it over so she can't just check immediately. Um and she actually unties it and peeks in the top and sees that there's a glint of gold and then ties it back up and she says, Listen, wish Tankian and Matt from Sawapus. Don't do nobody's bidding, all right? We are not going in there. I seen them little devilish figures run in there like they was intent on a mission. I ain't doing shit. So listen, we're taking this money. We're calling it a W. We're going to tell everybody around town that Sourpuss won the Battle of the Bods. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, and yeah. Then you're we're right. not going in there. Sourpuss is going to leave the scene of the crime early and tell the whole town about what happened. Cowards. Don't use the word coward. At, at, at that word, Matt puts a shoulder on Wish Tankian's hand and pulls and like pushes her back. And yeah. put- <laughs> we, we both went, did she? Did that happen? Did someone put a shoulder on a hand? Somebody <laughs> put a shoulder on a hand and moved Wish Tankian back and said, and Matt speaks, I think maybe for like the second time ever. And says, it doesn't matter if you call us cowards. I just okay. Arnold just like immediately takes that flute out of his his jacket and just like listen, <laughs> listen. He just points it directly at Matt. He's like, <laughs> Matt turns white as a sheet and stops talking. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. I love that Arnold has this bone to pick with Matt for no reason. It's just so good. Everybody has has fucking jumped <laughs> on Matt. Oh, by the way, Gareth, no problem with Matt whatsoever. There's no beef. Just stole his wallet, though. There's well, no yeah, what? but that's not. There's like, no what. Yeah, yeah. Watch the. Yeah, that's insensitive. Whoa, I'm no stolen what? your wallet. <laughs> Oh, there's Not a lot of at stake here. In real life. Uh, unless so. you, um, so I will say this, unless you stop oh, them, uh, Wish Tankian and Matt are rolling out. They are not yeah, going into the manor. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, and 
Go ahead, Diana, please. I was going to say, Mel would be really annoyed with all of this because, like, she does not give a DM about the money. Like, friend is gone, lots of chaos, does not give a single fuck about the money. So she's just irritated and is not going to care that they're leaving because, I mean, like, she was at the point where she was going to tell them that they need to leave unless they have something useful to bring, which guessing they don't so if they're leaving um i would not step in um but obviously we're supposed to go to this manor yeah and rainier is still there too i think that um i think that she would probably want to confer with everybody and make sure that we're on the same page which i assume we all are that that we're gonna go at least um gareth and arnold and then i um i would turn to rainier and and say um i hope you're not lying and thank you for still being our friend and then i would turn to tess and say are you with us Alex, what does, uh, what does Rainier smell like? Alcohol. (laughs) There is that. Rainier smells like, like brandy soaked cherries and somebody who is desperate to step out of a shadow. Mm. Daddy issues. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Smells like Mm. daddy issues. (laughs) Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> Can d- Tess, do you do anything when you're sniffing? Like, is it is it something we would see or any, you know? I don't think so. I feel like it'd be like, maybe like the That's So Raven, like, like she has a, she kind of <laughs> just like freezes and she has like a vision. But when I'm sniffing, I think I'm just sniffing. Um, if I were to have like a, a smell vision, you would probably so, be like, well. So when you kind of like, when you do the sniff thing, <laughs> or, Alex, is it okay? Can I like, perceive that or can i do a perception check to see if i notice her sniffing yeah dude give me a give me a perception check arnold let's see this is a shame because i totally pictured tess like <laughs> <laughs> like scooby doing her way yeah, exactly all right let me see what i got all right i got 11 do i notice her no- nostrils at all I think you notice her inhale, but it's not not with an eleven. Definitely no. not like oh she's smelling something. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh she's sniffing. Okay, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> uh, Rainier Never Ember uh, finally gets his sword out of his scabbard and points at the manor and says like Ah yes, we we must go now. Yes, that we strike while the iron is hot. So Tess, I I think she would only go if this had something to do with her. So I think she looks at him and she's like, Have you ever seen? creepy crab beasts and do you know what x means and x is whatever the crabs were saying alex in in the favor oh um the crabs were saying uh yeah you know that that one uh so she asks him that and she's like i will come with you i will bring all my hooves but do you know anything about this if it behooves you. Stop. Jess, <laughs> Never. are you fucking kidding me? 
Okay. All right. He, <laughs> just like go fuck yourself. But also, he, um, he says, uh, brandishing his rapier. And, Je- and Jess, you can see like this dude is swaying on his feet mm. far and away from sober. Um, he says, I am quite certain. Uh, yes, this lady who bristles when I call her a cow, although I did see you come through as a cow. Yes, this is just a fact. I I am certain that the, the answers that you require are in that house. Yes, and you strike me as a fearsome warrior with multiple hooves. I am quite certain there are six of them, although they are quite shifting and nebulous. I cannot count them quite this moment. But <laughs> if we go in there, we will emerge victorious with your answers. All right. I think that's good enough for Tess because she kind of wants to stick with the crew because I think she's kind of lonely and she wants them to like her. Um, so she's like, you know, good enough. I kind of want to, I kind of want to help out. So she's happy to go along. So she turns to um, Mel and it's like, I'll come with you if you if you want me here. I feel like Josh Pat would like be very happy to hear that. Josh Pat is is definitely yeah. a fan of Tess. Wagging yeah. his little butt, and, you know, being all cute and shit. It's just so adorable up here. When I'm, <laughs> I know, like, he's great. just so fucking cute. He's so cute. When they're wagging so much that the the butt is wagging more. Than yeah, exactly. Because he's still a puppy, so he's got like the full butt wag. Um, and and I would say, um, fuck, what would I say? Um, probably, probably just. Okay. Well, I mean, if, if you're with us, then let's do this. Okay. Uh, you all uh, move through the courtyard. It is, I mean, probably like a 40 foot walk. This is a sizable courtyard to this manor. Uh, and you see this manor sort of like split and grow as you walk towards it, like a deck of cards being like fanned out. And you see it like it, it started as, two floors but then as you get closer and you finally like start paying attention to it suddenly it's three floors suddenly it's four floors suddenly two wings turn into three wings turn into like multiple sections of roofs breaking out onto like stucco walls and big panes of glass this is a big house that you guys are walking up to um talk to me about your approach because rainier never ember is going to take you sort of like towards a door but there are multiple entrances and actually as you're walking up through like a set of uh stone steps leading up to them rainier uh turns to gareth and says ah yes it might behoove us no pun intended perhaps if we could maybe split up and explore this man sort of as a as a as a team maybe in two groups to cover more ground okay Fred, like? um i'm gonna go with gareth first really quick hang on a second test okay fred whatever you say first let's actually get inside is the, door, is the front door like open? Because the goobers ran inside. Is the goobers ran inside, open? and actually, as they as uh, you approach, you see that there is uh, the double the double glass doors leading to like a lush plant filled conservatory are thrown open. Okay. Um, uh, Tess, the grounds smell like roses and uh, wildlife, very exotic yeah. trees and expensive sort of like. Uh, imported plants that are, don't normally grow in this area of the of the mortal realm. Josh Pat right. immediately pees on something that looks exotic and expensive. I was gonna say Tess kind of wants a munch on a plant. I was gonna say um, I I would think that if he suggests splitting, uh, Mel would immediately do the opposite because Ooh. she's still a little prickly. I was gonna say and yeah, Tess is on a... edge, and you know. Wait, 
Yeah, Tess would agree. She has a she's a bit of a herd mentality, but she's like, if they want to split us up, nice. Uh, I want to ask. I want to. <laughs> I want to ask Rainier, um which door he wants to take and who he was hoping to be split up with. If I can, like, like Rainier, who who do you want to? How do you want us to split up if we split up? Like, how do we do that? Like, how do I choose between my best friends? I don't understand. Very clever. Uh, yes, of course, Arnold. I understand this this level of subterfuge is beyond you. Yes, because you are an innocent soul. I, I can't uh, understand. I No, no. Friend, believe me. I, I apologize. Understand. He would not no, be no, no, saying no, no. he's an innocent soul if he saw what he did to Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says... Um, no, 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 uh, Sir Arnold, there are no apologies necessary. Yes, listen, I will go with Mel and the small dog. And then I, I'm thinking that you and, and Gareth and uh, the lady who bristles when I call her a cow, they, they, I am thinking that you will go the other way. Yes, and then we will cover more ground on this matter together. Okay, guys, me and Mel can go this way, and then you and everyone else can fuck off. <laughs> Yep. Right. Yep. I can't tell. Like, does he want to get me alone to kill me, or or yeah, does, or like in love wants, with me? You want to take the dog with? I one hundred percent don't trust him or at this is he point. Trying to <laughs> steal my dog. As <laughs> soon as somebody singles out dog. Josh Pat, it's like yeah. fuck yeah. you, buddy. No yeah. way. Like, There's no, no chance. Mm-mm. Like, what would make you choose her? Okay, so so I just want to look at him and kind of um. It really doesn't make sense. No, I, I yeah. You are the most murdery and murdery one. I was. Like that's that's <laughs> why I'm like he he's either trying to trap me or he's trying to steal Josh Pat, or he's in love with me. In which case, he needs to know that I'm in love with a captain, oh, a sea captain specifically, not the type of captain that Rainier is. So I like so Arnold would just look forward and be like. Oh, Rain here. I was really hoping you'd choose me because I felt bad about the whole zone of truth thing. I really wanted to be able to trust you. Um, so I wanted us to be friends again. Maybe we can go through a door together, just the two of us. Ah, yes, Arnold. Of course, we can go. We can go through a door. There are multiple doors in this matter. Yes, we can go through this door. We can go through another. Door. Can I? Can I tell? Can I tell if there's any like disappointment or like like anger in his voice or anything? Ooh, like- okay, Arnold. Shoot me a quick insight check, please. Okay, gotcha. It's like when you sat next to your crush in class and then someone's like, wait, let's let's switch. And then you have to like pretend not to be mad because if you were mad, then everyone would know. That's such <laughs> a deep cut. The real life, like in this moment as an adult, the real life bitter anger that I felt <laughs> even being put in that hypothetical scenario. Um, Nina Boyd, said- if you're still listening. What's up? <laughs> it's a uh, 21. Oh, that's really good. Um, Arnold, I will tell you, there is a there is a flash of disappointment in Rainer Neverember's eyes, but he does very quickly agree that you and him can go together. Okay, cool. So um, he's not he's not going to hold on to like I must go with Mel, but there gotcha. is a flash of disappointment. Okay, I would say I feel like Tess would be sensitive to smell of disappointment. Would she have noticed? Um. Not in this moment, no. Your your sense of smell is more towards like overall atmosphere and specifically mm, the future. Um, mm. And this is more like an Lance. immediate sense of like what's happening now smell. I hope Which it's because he's in love with me and then him and my sea captain pirate guy can just like duel each other. I'm going to be real, Bessie. That is a short fight. <laughs> Raining solos. All right. Um, so you all move through this manse. Uh, are you splitting or are you staying together? We're, We're staying, staying together. We're staying together. All right. 
Yeah. Um, so as soon as he sets foot in this conservatory, uh, you, you see the, the fuck yeah, rip it and grip it, baby. Let's go. Uh, you Sorry. see Happy the, birthday. uh, momentum in Rainier Never Ember sputter and stop. And then he is actually quite content to sort of like shrink towards the back of the party, uh, and let you guys lead the way. Moving through this house, you see a manor in a state of complete disarray after a raucous party. Uh, somebody has spray painted like paint across the, the 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 portraits in the hall. Somebody has like taken a dump in some of the plants in the conservatory. There are like you were mad slum- at Josh Pat for peeing on a tree. Come on, hey hey hey, Josh Pat is an plants. animal. Um, there are several slumped over drunk forms in the hallway that like, I think maybe like you notice being inert and sort of like get worried about, but then you realize like, oh, these guys are just like passed out drunk. Um, who is leading this party? Who's, who's sort of the front two? Gareth is one of them. Probably Mel also. Gareth and Mel. Okay. Two two stealthy fellas. Gareth, odds or evens? Evens. All right, Mel, walking through the house, you hear a low-pitched whistling sound, very, very faint, uh, floating on the air of this very still house. And as you walk sort of like through these halls, being very careful, I imagine, um, tracking these goobers, uh, you pass a huge dining room with a table that comfortably fits 45 people like it's long and laden with white tablecloths and candelabras that have burned all the way down to their smoldering sullen centers uh and there are plates of of fantasy turkey and cordial and roasted vegetables and everything sort of like laid out and sitting at the head of this table with his feet on the tablecloth kicking mud and dirt across a plate of uh roasted brussels sprouts um is a figure in a top hat and long duster coat with long blonde hair uh, rolling behind him and a plume of purple smoke uh, roiling in front of his face. And he is whistling at a very low register. Uh, You said Diana specifically. Do I also see this? For now, it's just Diana, unless, of course, she turns and tells everybody. He's not like right in front of me though uh i think you see me you he does not see you you see him i think it's it's one of those scenarios where like you pull a corner and sort of like see a doorway into and he's just sitting at the table he's sitting smoking what appears to be a hand rolled cigarette so so mel would definitely if gareth is up there with me with me with me with yeah exactly oh wow is it back you saw it right you heard it incredible i love that so much it's my favorite part of this podcast hands down I do think it's related to just how much I have because I've got a lot of like heavy different programs and shit open. I think that it's probably related to to that. Please do it every week. I can't believe I was so I can't tell you the disappointment. I almost quit the show when it stopped. (laughs) Is that why Katie left? (laughs) That is you stopped and that's why Katie left. What's going on, everybody, and welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to Critically Stupid. I uh, am, of course, Alexander Jane, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master and book lover. See there? Ah, oh, shit, I, I beefed it. See there? Look at all those books. I have read 
Some of them. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into our show. Give me a couple of minutes. I'll have you right back to it. Uh, for legal reasons, we are playing Waterdeep Dragon Heist, an official Dungeons & Dragons license module, uh, written by Chris Perkins, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, Kim Mohan, and Michelle Carter. Uh, normally in the episode, this is when I would tell you to go to a certain website and check out some certain branded things, uh, but I'm not a huge fan of what Wizards has done with the uh, open gaming license on D&D Next, so instead, I'm going to tell you to go to www.cheese.org. Uh, and see what comes up. I don't know. Could be a could be a hearty brie. Could be a salty cheddar. Who knows what mysteries you might find at www.cheese.org. The .org is important. You got you can't trust the .coms anymore. This sentence brought to you by 2004. <laughs> um, uh, if you would like to end up as a character on our show, you can tweet us at CritStupid. Um, tell us what you thought of the most recent episode. Tell us if you think you have a character that you like. Or uh, tell me personally, Alex, that you think I'm stinky and dumb, and I will probably agree with you, except not right now. I took a shower for this, so haha. Uh, but you could end up as a character like uh, the character you're about to meet, I'm pretty sure, uh, Stevie Wildcard. Stevie, obviously Anthony's actual real-life true best friend um, and big friend of the show, tweeted us when we only had a couple episodes on so stevie thank you i hope you're i hope you're happy with your character i think i think he's cool as shit Uh, i'm really excited to see him come back and see what kind of stuff you and i can get into together um so yeah if you want to end up as a character like stevie wildcard tweet at us at crit stupid let us know um we the creators on the show are trying something new season two moving into season three uh we're gonna have graphics that we're sharing across our socials with like new episode uh coming out or you know now watching i've got a couple of fun ones in there but if you see them if you share them uh if you tag us in a post using one of those graphics your name will go into a pool to be a featured listener and in a mid-roll such as this i'll, I'll pull up your name over here somewhere um and i'll try to shout out a project that you're working on and it'll be great free publicity for you and you know it helps us get our get our name across your socials and hopefully we can find some cool new people who might like our show like yourself fingers crossed um I think that's actually all I got for you today. We'll keep it nice and tight. Um, Let you get back to the show. You be safe out there, all right? I love you, and you take it squeezy. What's going on, everybody? So sorry for the uh, interruption. Uh, I've got one more announcement, and then I I promise I will actually let you get back to the show. So uh, Good Pods, if you haven't heard of Good Pods, it is a podcast uh, hosting and listening app uh, that allows you to rate and review your favorite shows right on the site. They've got an app for your phone. They've got a, they've got a desktop site. Um, I can't personally recommend it enough, but more importantly, Good Pods is doing a D&D and other TTRPG podcast uh, takeover March 28th and 29th. Um, there are more details to come, but for now, um, I highly, highly recommend you create a Good Pods account, follow us, Critically Stupid, and your other favorite uh, D&D shows, and uh, stay tuned for more information. I've got uh, a bunch of great shows lined up, um, Billowing Hilltop, the AARPG podcast, Roll Britannia, uh, Two Monsters Rolling Dice. There are a lot of really cool shows involved. We're trying to spotlight like the indie D&D uh, tabletop role-playing game community. Um, so... Go to goodpods.com, make an account, follow some of your favorite shows, listen to some shows on there, um, check out all of the cool features, and yeah, stay tuned for more information. March 28th and 29th is when the actual takeover days are going to happen, and we couldn't be more excited to work with Good Pods on this. So yeah, stay tuned. All right, I really do still love you, and have a great day. Take it squeezy, et cetera. All right, bye. All right, let's roll into it. Mel.
Uh, there is a figure sitting in uh, this chair, smoking a hand rolled cigarette. And actually, as you as you're moving through this hallway, you see him uh, make a gesture with one hand that's not holding the cigarette. And you see a dark shape fl- uh, flutter in front of his face. I would, um, because Gareth is up there, up there, up there, up there. Yeah, I would definitely. Oh, my God. <laughs> That was the same yeah. sentence too. That was crazy. Yeah. I'm just not meant like to a... say that, I guess. No, no, no. Do it one more time. No, you no, got you it again. Third it. time's the charm. Because Gareth is up there with me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, continue. I am afraid to talk now. I would um I would definitely like motion at him to like point out that like one stop walking, you know, and like take a look and see what I'm seeing. What do I see? You Man see in a, top hat. a figure in a uh, top hat with a long duster jacket sitting with his legs up on a very fancy dining room table, smoking a hand rolled cigarette. But Gareth, as you're looking, you see this figure make another uh, sharp gesture and a dark uh, shape sort of like flutters in front of his face. But Gareth, with the the sort of like eagle eye that the rogue naturally has, you see that it's not a random silhouette. You see that it's actually a card, a playing card being flicked in front of his face from one hand to the other. And he's actually catching it in a growing deck in his other hand. God damn it, that's badass. What an asshole. <laughs> like, what is this, magic camp? So... <laughs> Coming, coming from a, a, a magic town, would I like recognize this as a weapon or just as like a showman thing? I don't think you'd recognize it as a weapon because like if it is a weapon, it's an esoteric form of weaponry that you would have zero experience with. You okay. definitely recognize it as a very impressive sleight of hand skill. Okay. Uh, at some point in the future, I want to iron out what kind of magic my town was good at so we can know this in the future. Yeah, backstory in general would be a cool thing that we operate with on a day-to-day basis. What's <laughs> up, dear listener? We have none of that, so we're just going to roll on. <laughs> so how 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 are we viewing <clears throat> this room? Like a hole in the wall or? No, you're sort of like at an angle from the, the wide double doors leading into it. <clears throat> oh, okay. That's right. The doors. Um. I'm going to be real. I don't see any situation in which this guy doesn't kill us. Well, I was going to say, can Mel see, is there any obvious weapon or... No, it's just a dude in a a hat and a coat. I mean, you don't see a sword. He doesn't, he definitely doesn't have like the accoutrements of somebody that's, that's load bearing. Is Rainier still there? Rainier is there with you. Because I might want to like, kind of like backing him up, but like quietly and and be like do you know this individual uh he shakes his head no okay it's not I, have, husband. I, I have an idea right. let me i have an idea to float past the party here um i could i could kind of real bold here just walk in all all confident like um but i just walk in and talk to him see what his deal is but leave my teleporting knife behind and also have Mel cover me. Alternatively, in case it goes we, poorly. Or we send the cow. I'll just sit down as if we were invited to dinner and then we just start eating. We just sit down. It's like, this is just hungry. Relate, just sit down and just start eating. 
Jess is just hungry and wants some of the food. Jess just really wants some of those Brussels sprouts that have mud on them. Taking it, turn into a cow takes a lot out of you. Can yeah. I see? Can I see him? Like, if I can, I like look in the doorway. Oh yeah, Gareth yeah. also like okay. describes what he sees to everyone. Yeah, I can yeah. smell the food. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Um, can, can can I pitch? Um, can I be like, Gareth? What if I take your knife in there, right? And I talk to him, right? People love me. He's my best friend. That that guy could be my best friend. I'll have your knife on me, right? And I'll just be playing with it. If anything goes wrong, I'll throw your knife behind him and miss him. Like an and you'll ambush. appear behind him and take him out. And then, and then Tess is like, can I come and sit next to the asparagus? <laughs> and eat some of those Brussels sprouts? <laughs> no, I say Tess and I go in together and pull this yeah. off perfectly. Yeah, like here's, the weird, real, here's the real question, Alex, from a perspective. Would me teleporting behind him, would that grant me the surprise attack bonus? Because I obviously wasn't there before. He would be caught off guard by that. Quite, I'm going to say that is the literal textbook definition of a sneak yes. attack. Yes, absolutely yes. it would. Yes. Fair enough. Great. Um, how and then did... also, Mel would be covering us for, for some um, supporting fire. True that. Um, how is Josh Pat acting? Josh Pat is on alert. Not necessarily, I will say, from this figure, but sort of like moving into a strange house with a lot of like strange smells. Josh Pat definitely like staying between your legs, Mel, and not and not venturing out. He's he's very uh-huh. much like aware of everything but he's not like growling or snarling uh-huh. at this figure uh-huh. in specific and I, I know he can smell the food so i just like give him a nod who is going into this room who is staying out what's the plan i i agree with anthony's plan quite frankly okay uh I'm anthony that you, plan you take uh gareth's dagger are you yes. taking tess or are you going solo i'm going with tess I'm in. all right yeah 100 um two of you... go ahead oh good no, no no you're in the two of you roll into this room um I think like a couple of steps into the room, uh, a floorboard squeaks uh, and this figure turns to you um, and looks at you. You see a uh, rosy cheeked figure um, with a a pretty pleasant face to look at. He looks pretty friendly uh, and he has a big smile as he sees you. And he says, hang on a second, I'm going to use my fancy schmancy character voice generator that I've got over here. All right. Uh he says, um, what's going on, friends? Hey, hi there. Hi. Sit down, please. Join me. Have a seat. I've got plenty of space, as you can see. You're supposed to sound the same. Did the character voice generator say sound like Alex? Sound like Alex? <laughs> yeah, sound exactly like Alex. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. <laughs> it was like, did it say D&D, like DM? Is that what it said? Is that... <laughs> okay. Was it I've like never, New York I've chef? never yeah, been more James angry at the four of you in my <laughs> fucking life i haven't even said anything yet it's my turn <laughs> i'm the, always mad at you sort of just like as a baseline all right we're the prompts <laughs> never mind never mind yeah <laughs> cower away from it he but away says, from it he says yes what is happening yes please sit enjoy sit down at this table i have plenty of space to spare so I just like very happily and cheerfully. I'm like, hey, oh no, I really appreciate that. You seem you seem like a great guy. This this place is amazing. Um, I don't know if you realize, uh, we were back there playing music, and I was just wondering, like, I wanted to know where my trophy was. Was all because I was pretty sure I was gonna win this. And I've been I'm looking around this 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 whole mansion. It's a big place, right? Um, I'm looking around. Just, I'm I'm trying to figure out who I can talk to about how this is gonna go down since there's murder back there and everything. Uh, I'm always yeah. doing that. 
I've just plopped myself down next to him. And I have a knife and fork in my hand. Right oh, next to him. <laughs> right. Not even like right across next from him. him. Okay. All right. Uh, be, there's 45 seats away. So he, uh, by two. Tess, he, he grabs a plate of, uh, I don't know, like oysters on the half shell and slides them to you. And is like, oh, yeah. Yes. Eat please. There's plenty of food as to you, sir. I, uh, Alas, this is it is to my great embarrassment to say that this is not my house. I do not live here. I simply found myself here. But while I am here, and he may, he flicks his finger, and Arnold, you see a playing card flash in front of your face as it darts from one hand to the other in a wide mm-hmm. arc. He says, perhaps I could tell your fortune. I am a little bit of a fortune teller. I go where the cards tell me to be and I find myself I sit here. down immediately. Like, I don't let him finish. I'm like, I'm so, you can see the future. I love this. Are you a monster? Are we see just, what kind of just starts like showing his palms. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right away. Just Do you see what kind of card? Like, is it a playing card? Is it like a tarot card? Uh, oh, great question, Tess. Give me a perception check, please. That should be in your skills. Uh, it should be in one of the bubbles in your character sheet. Um, that mm-hmm. hopefully you perception have. Perception is four. So you're and gonna roll a, roll... You roll a d20 and add four to it. Okay. I did it wrong. Uh, have 10 total. Not 10 good. total. Okay. Uh, you don't see if it's a tarot or a playing card, you see a flash of green and gold. That's the the okay. sort of like scope of what you see. Um, but Arnold, this figure sits up and sort of tilts his head back. And you can see that this is ge- like a genuinely like convivial person sitting across from you. His face spreads in a wide smile and he's genuinely excited to see you. Go ahead, Gareth. No, no, no. Don't let me interrupt. Please. No, 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 no. I interrupted you. Go ahead. I didn't even do anything. No, you sure? Do you need to ask what convivial means? No, no. See, until right now, the audio listeners thought Alex was a fucking dumbass. <laughs> he ruined it. He just stopped talking for no reason. He's so weird. Just continue uh, yeah. what you were saying. It's, like it's all it's all on me. <clears throat> um, and uh, Arnold, this figure focuses on you, and you actually feel the weight of this person's gaze like lock onto yours. Uh, and you asked him who he was, right? Yes. Um, also, okay. I, I, have a, I have a quick question for you um, as, as a character. Um, so we're at a table, obviously dinner settings around. Mm-hmm, He's about mm-hmm. to do something in front of me with cards. Is there like silverware in front of me? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So what I want to do is I want to take the silverware and just try to move it as if to like make room for his card. But what I really want to do is do that and throw the knife on the floor behind him. Ooh. Behind him. Oh, the, behind him. So, oh like, you I mean, you mean Gareth's the- dagger? Yes, Gareth's dagger. Yes. So, like, I want to knock. So, my, my plan is for him, what I want him to see is for me, like, I'm making room. Like, oh, I can't wait for Like, I'm so excited. I can't wait for this. And I, like, kind of, like, make room and throw things like this. And the spoons go on the floor, but so does the dagger behind him. Uh, Arnold, give me a give me a quick sleight of hand check. Yeah, for sure. Here. Let's see. Be good. Um, I got a 13. All right, yeah, I think just like because because of the like scuttling noise you make across this table, it's really easy for you to like slap a bunch of silverware to the side and then just like sort of like let go of the dagger that you had maybe sort of like inverted in your in your hand and you see it rattle behind this chair and this guy does not appear to notice. Fair, cool. But he says, uh, uh, who am I? Yes, this is an interesting question. Of course, I am many things. I am here. I am there. I am not here. I am not there. But what I am to you, this is very important. I am, of course, Stevie the wild card. 
Yes. Oh my god. So I, before he... anything else, I just say like, I just want you to know that you're already my best friend. Love this. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you have many best friends, Arnold, but I am glad to be noted among one of them. And he flips another card in front of him, except this one doesn't go from one hand to the other. This one slides very neatly across the uh, table in front of you, face down. Awesome. Uh, and then he flips another two cards. So you're looking at three cards in front of you face down. And he says, yes, pick a card, any card. Flip it up, yeah. but don't look. But but look at it yourself. Don't show it to me. Yes, you uh, said any card. Like Pick one from the, the deck. That's <laughs> yeah. just like taps the table as if he's playing blackjack and is like, "Come on." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Stevie Wildcard looks at you, Tess, and his face sort of like gets a little, like it dims a little as the the smile fades, and he mm -hmm. says, uh, "No, that effect on people." Yes, of course. I am very sorry, but I am I am here to tell one fortune, one fortune only. Perhaps <laughs> the next time you see Stevie Wildcard, you may you may request your fortune. But for now, I am just here for one yes. person, and that is Arnold. Tess holds up the oysters that he handed me. And I was like, shellfish killed my family. Like, Throw it at him. <laughs> also, I'm allergic and a vegetarian. You <laughs> throw, oh, wait, 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 hang, hang on a second. This is actually quite important. Tess, you throw, you throw oysters at him? I throw the oysters at him. I just like flip it up. And I said like oysters, like shellfish killed my family. Because um, all fair in my family. I just kind of like flip it in his face. There were those but, lobster um, things. Those are shellfish. So that's what I mean. Maybe. That's what I'm that, saying. No, that is, that I'm, is I'm like, I'm, it's really triggered by shellfish. Um, I am actually um, low-key very upset at you, Jess, directly, the person. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Because you see this plate of oysters and ice and mignonette, and there's a really lovely like horseradish sort of like creme. Um, okay. You see the I whole thing it. go straight through Stevie Wildcard and bang against the back of the chair. And there wow. is a single... Oh! There is a single puff of purple smoke. And Arnold, you see the edges of Stevie Wildcard's grin spread like the Cheshire cat's too wide across his face as he shimmers and disappears into the puff of smoke rising over this dining room. He was allergic to oysters. Oysters shellfish killed Shellfish killed everything. <laughs> So I okay, so I just look at down at the cards and I'm like, I just grab one anyway. I just like I, flip, I, flip <laughs> like, I guess this one. I guess this one. What do I uh... all right? Uh Arnold, pick a number one through twenty. Okay. Um 17. I would think the same number. Mm, interesting. Okay. You pull uh a card that looks like royalty you see a man on a horse atop a hill with the sun setting behind him there is what looks to be an army of glistening swords and blood-tipped lances behind him flags waving in a frozen breeze and across the bottom in a sharp distinct printed hand uh it says uh the king of war oh shit so arnold just is like this is me. <laughs> this I is am the king. I am the guy. Yeah. Um, now, stand, standing out in the hallway, give me a perception check, please. I hope I hear more than bees. Me too, but we'll find out together. 14. 
All right, that's pretty good. Uh, you hear a thump come from upstairs. And actually, as you're standing next to this uh, dining room, you see there is a uh, what, what appears to be a narrow set of maybe like servants' stairs sort of tucked into the wall leading up to a second floor. And that's where you hear this cry from. And there's a muffled thump. Probably fine. Yeah. Sure, that's fine. Good. Tess, wants, Tess just takes a turkey leg and she just like chucks it towards Josh P. Because she's like, uh, Josh P is very grateful and starts gnawing the shit out of that turkey okay. leg. Good, good, good. Wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Oh, no. Yeah. He loves it. Can, I had can to roll Gareth, to see if Josh Pat likes turkey. Can Gareth walk over and A, pick up his knife, but also pick up one of the other cards that are on the table if they're yeah, still absolutely. there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's still three there. cards total, right? There's three or cards just... total. Uh, Gareth, you pick up your knife. That is that is back in your inventory and you pick up a card and you turn it. The first of all, you see the, the back of it is like green gold. And actually it looks like a pair of uh, gold snakes swimming on a green meadow, Badass. but it almost seems to shimmer as you look at it. Like it's not quite there. Uh, and actually as you turn it around, the other side is completely blank. Damn it. You are the invisible man. <gasps> I'm going to, I'm going to tuck that in my pocket anyway. And just right. grab the third one. Sure. Uh, same, same the, uh, similarly to Gareth, you see uh, green gold snakes swimming on a meadow, and then you flip it around, and it is entirely blank on the other side. Interesting. So, can okay, so I want to take my card and just like look at Mel and be like, here, you can have this one. And just, like, <laughs> uh, Mel, if you, if you choose to take the card, uh, it doesn't change in the slightest. It is exactly as I described it to, to Arnold. It is a, a person standing on a hill, sun setting behind him, army behind him, and uh, nothing changes. Mel, is totally Mel would be a little confused that Arnold just gave her the card, but she would probably just like take it and like tuck it away and mm -hmm. like not 100% understand what this was about. Um, but the, um, would then say um, as soon as Josh Pat's done with his you know, his turkey leg here. His treat. Um, I heard his treat and treat and treat and treat and I heard something. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I think we should check out the noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. All right. Moving Wait, do we care about the guy that was just a ghost? Purple ghost? Yeah, he's or? gone. He's gone. Get fucked by. Friends come and go. He'll be back. If he's not going to linger, like, like I'm not going to chase after somebody who's not interested in me. He's gone. It's fine. I mean, I'm already drawing like, a picture of him on my arm. I'm just... pretty sure you're already chasing after somebody that may or may not be interested in you, Mel. He loves me. Wow. Loves Does he? Are you convinced? Anyway, as you roll upstairs, uh, all of you hear this sort of like, yelling and banging sound um that mel uh heard and you walk up this is in fact a servant stairs so you walk up sort of in the in into a a pantry sort of like half kitchen area where it looks like people pre uh, prepare food to go to another sort of floor um and you open the door to a hallway and you see the same signs of the party that you saw downstairs this sort of like raucous effects of you know this painting has been uh 
somebody smeared like their hands across it and ruined the oil varnish. There's a side table in the hallway that's littered with like empty cups and glasses and wine glasses with lipstick across the tops. However, as you're walking down this hallway, you then also see a slumped figure on the wall that appears to be sleeping, uh, except upon closer inspection, you see a river of red uh, flowing down this person's shirt and you realize that they've actually had their throat cut. And are lying, I didn't um, kill this one, guys. That's important to note. That's a good detail. He's just sleeping. Uh, and you walk down the hall a little more. Uh, and at the end of this hall is a pair of double doors thrown open with two guards in like chainmail and studded leather armor, really bulky looking stuff. They're both dead and bl- and covered in like pools of their own blood lying on the floor. And you hear a commotion coming from behind the double doors in front of you. Are their throats also slit or can we not tell how they died? They are just dead sort of in general. You would have to go up and inspect the corpses to see specifically how they perished. Just overall dead. So this is a terrible scene of murder and mayhem and destruction and terrible people, the ter- awful things happening. I take out a painting kit and I write sour puss was here on one of the paintings. <laughs> and I sign it, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, l- luckily, Gareth came ahead and he pulls out replicas of their fingerprints and <laughs> them everywhere. <laughs> All right, I would love because I'm feeling petty in this moment. I want I want slide of hand checks from both Arnold and Gareth. I want to see how effective this is. Okay, fair I, enough. I, how well do we frame? Oh God, I fail. I got a point. I rolled a one for the first time. Roll <laughs> that one. Oh no! How dare you? Does the Gareth one. make it up? <laughs> Gareth makes it up with a net twenty. Twenty-seven. That's Wait, oh, all right. Hang on a second. So Arnold rolled a one and so Gareth funny. rolled a nat 20. That's yeah, I got that. Do I have that right? Yeah, correct. All right. Yeah. So Arnold, you pull out a painting kit and you write sourpuss was here, except you're, I think you're so caught up in the moment and you're so excited to frame <laughs> these douchebags for this crime. I write my own name. You write <laughs> your own name and you write <laughs> Arnold was here across a giant painting of this like, I don't know, this pale faced, cowardly looking man. Uh, but then Gareth comes behind you with a fingerprinting kit that, I don't know, I guess he pulled from like a junior detective kit that he had on his belt. And he and he about like Batman. Yeah, exactly. And he tapes fingerprints of uh, two thumbs that you don't recognize on this painting, and then like looks you and is like, "Don't worry, I got it." Well, now you could say that they were trying to frame you. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say no yeah. one's dumb enough it's to write their own frame job, especially me. <laughs> um, you here? So standing this close to these double doors, first of all, what you're looking at is you're looking inside of a grand <clears throat> library, something sort of like out of the, the castle of Beauty and the Beast. Multiple, even standing like in the hallway looking in, you see walls of books rising up past the confines of the door with ladders and a huge series of glass windows uh, standing in front of them. There are couches and chairs and sconces burning on like candelabras. Um, But you hear uh, shouting and you hear. Are you frozen? Are you just like. He just does that. 
Listen, okay. hey, what's up? What's up, listener? This is Alex from uh, Critically Stupid. I realized that in an earlier episode, I made a character voice for a character. And in this moment, I've had a couple of beers and have no idea what that character sounded like. So I'm going to invent a new character voice for them. And I'm going to need you to just be kind of chill with it, sort of like in general. I wouldn't know. Um, and you're you hear uh, 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 somebody say, uh, don't come any closer. Hey, that's not what he sounds like. Hey, <laughs> you, Garyan. So everyone Wait, else, that... does everyone else recognize the voice? No, because he just changed the voice. He just I'm not, said I mean, he changed it does, the it voice. Does kind of, it does kind of sound like the, uh, the, the, the purple guy. The, 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 the. Zoblob? Yeah, Zoblob. Well, just it's not, it's not, sorry. Uh, you all recognize the voice of Lady Yala Growlhun coming from the other uh... side of the double doors. The Dumbledores. <laughs> um, can Tess grab a torch? So you said there was a torch and we're in a freaking Yeah, there's a, there's a series of like candles and candelabras sort of like lining this yeah, yeah. corner. Yeah, I grab one. Okay. Yeah. Good good motion. I Is like it. Else? Does anybody That's else? It. Does just, anybody else want to oh, do I something? I didn't uh, know, you know she what, was you know doing something with it. I'm going to... No, no, I'm just holding it as a threat. I can set anything on fire at any point. I think I'm going to, again, leave my knife with Mel and then walk out with my hands up and be like, we, we mean you no harm, my lady. Whoa. Because gutsy. she's probably defending herself from the goobers. Okay. I, ho- hopefully. That's Unless why I left my teleport goobers. knife with Mel. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here we go. Fuck yeah. Let's go, Gareth. You and me. Um, you walk out into this room, arms up, and you are in fact standing in a grand library. It has three tiers of books and balconies ringing them and, and ladders running up the entire uh, uh, walls. Up the entire walls? Yeah. That's the phrase that I chose to use. Hell yeah. Um. But what strikes you first is the the scene of conflict set in the center of the floor. There is a uh, reading table that's been thrown hastily onto its side uh, and a pair of chairs sort of like thrown onto onto like a, a makeshift barricade. On one side, you see Lady Yala Gralhund uh, screaming red-faced over the top at the other side. She is standing beside a half-orc clutching a uh, two-handed sword, probably the size of you, Gareth, a real big boy. Um, and Gareth a big boy? No, no, Gareth is not the big boy. The sword oh. and the orc holding it is a big boy. Gareth is a medium-sized boy. I'm trying my best. And... Uh, <laughs> Shrinking into the books behind them is a pasty-faced, mediocre white man uh, with a beard yeah. who's unimportant and is sort of like shrinking against one wall. Against uh, 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 the chairs on the other side is a mean-faced, scarred-cheeked mercenary with a very familiar black leather armor uh, who is holding two daggers and is staring over the top of these sort of like chairs glaring at Lady Yala Growlhund. And there are so many more people in this room than I thought there would be. Wow. Gareth, you recognize the armor that this character is wearing as the armor of the... Um... Does that have the 10 spokes? No, it's the Zentarim of the Black oh, right. Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's you'll not remember the back Xanathar, to it's the other one. Yeah, the very first episode, you saw a series of mercenaries being rounded up on the street wearing black armor. Uh, this was the the sort of like 
uh, Black Network or the Zentarim. This is one side of the gang war that, that is currently tearing the city apart. Tight. What do you do, uh, Gareth? So, well, first, are, is there any reaction to me walking with my hands up? I, I hopefully no one shoots at me. Yeah, I think uh, Lady Yala Gralhund looks at you and says, yes, ah, you, my darling boy, you, my, one of the guests of this, of this, of this, of this fest, of this party, you must come to my side. Yes, you must support Lady Yala Gralhund in, in her quest to defeat this, this villain. What uh, movie, ooh. Julie Andrews, are you trying to mimic there? Bessie, I'm going to need you to calm the fuck down <laughs> and sort of like chill just in general. That'd be great. Thank you. Which uh, which villain are you talking about? She points at this this mercenary, this scarred faced man, sit, uh, striding <clears throat> across the other side of this aisle that they've makeshifted between their barricades. Um, and this person looks at you, and with a very thick Russian accent, he says, "Go ahead." <laughs> Anytime. What did he say, Alex? In his thick did he Russian say something? accent. <laughs> An accent that's how, very how good. How much you set yourself up to fail in that moment. Was yeah, just wow. <laughs> just the specific. Can't wait to hear it. Hey, guys, shut up, shut up, shut up. Yes, good boy. <laughs> yes, good boy. Please to come to me. My name is Urstul Floxin, and I am, yes, the Russian other Russia? guy in this country. I am. Ours. I can't believe Russia exists in this yeah, fantasy wow. land. That's crazy. I am fantasy crazy. Russian. Russian, of course. Yes, it's in the back of the phone. Russian. I am Russian. And I am still Floxin. Yes, and you must come to me on this side of this fight. I know I sound vaguely like Rainier Never Ember, but that is not because I mean, Alex, the DM, has been words. drinking, but it is because I am, in fact, Russian. Yes. Uh, you, your side seems a little bit outnumbered. The odds don't look exactly in your favor. You're going to have to sell me a little bit there. Uh, behind him, you see two similarly uh, black leather armor figured uh, characters sort of pop up Cirque du Soleil style, uh, one on top of the other's shoulders, and they do a little flippy flip and land. And he says, ah, look at this. I have multiple homies back here. What's up? My name's Alex the DM, and I have <laughs> I don't have any more character accents. I'm dry. I'm out. <clears throat> God, if I, if I join their side, I hope I don't have to learn the choreograph. Oh, my God. Imagine. Um, I'm almost won over by the choreography. So I'm just saying. Like, it's very impressive. Yeah. Maybe, can the rest of us maybe, see everything? Yeah, I think so. I think you can all see this sort of thing happening behind you, behind Gareth sort of moving into this room. You, you know what? The way I see it, there are two options here. I could either take a page out of my friend Arnold's book or my friend Mel's book. <laughs> um, and Mel's book is... Just killing everybody so nobody fights. It's written in blood. <laughs> but Arnold, I'm going to take a page from Arnold's book. I think we can all get along here. So, uh, well, well, why are you trying to kill Lady Grahlund, sir? Erstel Floxen looks at you 
and says Gareth's hands are still up this whole entire okay this, all right yeah. Her. Yeah. <laughs> very pacifist uh Erstel flocks and looks at you and says she stole my stone she took and actually uh Gareth as you're looking at this character while he's speaking you see that he is he is very seriously injured half of his face is cracked and blackened and bleeding in a way that like should definitely require immediate medical attention um one of his arms is sort of like hucked up against one shoulder and like in in like a makeshift sling um this guy definitely needs like immediate medical attention but he's pointing at uh lady yala grahland and, and saying like she has stolen my stone uh, and you look, and Lady Yala Gralhund, excuse me, is holding a green gray stone about the size of a tangerine on a leather string. Uh, in in one hand, and a I don't know, like a dagger in the other, some sort of like weapon. Um, and she says, "No, don't listen to him. He's lying to you. This is my stone. I am Lady Yala Gralhund. This is my manor, and this is my stone." Um. Tess, give me a perception check, please. That's in your skills under P. Your skills are alphabetical, so there should be a P for perception. Perception? Four. That's a plus uh, four, so roll a d20 and add four to it, please. A five. <laughs> so you rolled in that one. She sees B. Yeah, five. So you see the air swimming with bees. It's actually crazy how many bees there are and that, that, that nobody is talking about the bees. Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Gareth. Hold on. I, I feel like important, crucial context. That's not like a vague hint about something. That's just a longstanding joke that if you roll a bad roll, you just see fucking bees. You just see it. bees? Okay. The number of times Diana has seen or heard bees would astound you. Yeah, don't don't try to like work it out like it's a riddle in case you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 uh, Tess okay. just kind of like swats that invisible <laughs> shit. He's like, eh, nice, eh. love it. Arnold, you yeah. hear a very familiar sounding ticking. Ooh, okay. Where's it? Can I tell where it's coming from? It's coming all? from inside the library, a little bit, a little bit deeper, and a little bit up. Okay. Can, little... can I? Can I just try to lie, just straight up? Yeah, man. Go for it. What do you want to say? Uh, well, madam, you see, I was invited to the uh, party here. I'm a professional jewelry appraiser. I was here to verify the jewelry for the uh, part of the Battle of the Bards was valid. If you wouldn't mind, uh, could I take a look at the stone just to validate what we're arguing over here? Yeah, I'm going to need a big fat deception check for that one, my guy. No part of that is true. I know my way around money. He knows money. Yeah, it's true. And I rolled an 18, which is a 22. (laughs) Fuck. Uh... (laughs) Nice. I get two good rolls per season. (laughs) <laughs> i think uh lady yala Gralhund for a second gareth looks at you and sort of like blinks like but then her face shifts and she says no i there is there is no such such appraiser at this this fet i don't recognize you i'm pretty sure your name is not who even are you what is your name The appraiser? Your name is the appraiser? Yes? 
Very, That's a, very, my, my, my. What a, what, a, what a terrible, what a terrible sin you must have committed against your parents for them to name you the appraiser. It's like a dentist named Crentus. <laughs> um, Gareth, looking up, uh, I, I, I imagine that this sort of like shouting match, um, you sort of like you're going sort of like left to the right to left to the right. You hear a ticking sound that even somebody unattuned to music as you are familiar with and you look up hanging from a chandelier hanging in this in this grand library is a figure of cog and bone and black glass hanging from a chandelier by one hand does it uh, do i do i see like a smiley face carved into it at all ah oh, jesus i'm gonna be real i do not remember if this is the one with the smiley face or not well, because Nim was the one with the smiley face who's okay. theoretically locked in. Yeah. Okay, no, it does not have a smiley face scratched across its its black glass face. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna point up at it and go, Jesus Christ, what is that? With that, with you pointing up and sort of like pulling everybody's attention upwards, you hear a screeching roar of. Many things happening at once. Mel, you see Erstel Floxen, the scar-faced mercenary, throw this chair in front of him sort of as like a moving barricade and sprint across the way towards Lady Yala Gralhund. You see this orc bodyguard see what Erstel Floxen is doing and run and use this double-handed greatsword to to uh, slash this chair in half and, and almost like split it down the middle and send yeah. both sides flying as these two people like collide in immediate combat. Lady Yala Gralhund screams and, and in, a, in a burst of panicked motion, reaches back and throws this stone up over her head. Can I just lunge for it? You're way out of position, Gareth. You're a good 20 feet away from this. If I'm just saying throw my knife none of us are over there. <laughs> if we are, because we are watching, can we all see this, the rest of us? You can all see this. Because I'm assuming she's throwing it up at the clock person. That is correct, yes. As my guess is, so can I like, I think I have a bow. Can I shoot a arrow at the chandelier to try to make it fall? Oh yeah, you can absolutely roll roll a d twenty. You should have a pl a plus bonus next to your bow. It should be like a plus five ish. Um, you have a mace. Tess, you actually don't have a bow. Oh damn it! I'm looking in the wrong spot. You're Bad. strictly you're strictly melee. I chuck my mace in that. Wait, <laughs> I mean I have a bow and I I'm wait. I have pretty an, good ooh. with it. it. Hang on a second. Throw the oysters. Mel, I will say that you see this this tableau unfolding uh, in front of you. You see the burst of action from Erstel Floxen. You see the uh, reciprocatory action from this orc bodyguard with this double-handed sword. You see this jewel start its arc. Can I up like towards shoot this. the jewel like Can you... out of the way so that it doesn't get caught by the clock? Like, what if I just it's hit the clock. fucking stone and send it? 
or Mel, could you throw my knife up so I could just teleport up and try and catch it? Well, you you have your knife, Gareth, so I don't no, think I don't. You can... I deliberately said I left it behind before walking in there with my he hands did. up. Did he say he them. left yeah. it behind yeah. with me. All right. So Mel, you get to make a choice right here. You can shoot an arrow, you can throw a dagger. I will say you're you're you've got a better chance with the arrow because you're more practiced with it, that you've got more options with the dagger. Which do you choose? I, well, I would think it would be nice if Gareth could catch it. Um, and I have. I, I think that's the ideal scenario. Well, and I also have an ex. I can. I got that inspiration thing. You do have the inspiration thing. This is very key. So if I biff it, so would that be? Is it on my sheet? It's not. So you would roll a d twenty. You would add your dexterity bonus. Uh, I think that's a plus three off the dome. Uh, but you under your in one of your bubbles, you've got the the vertical set of skills like plus strength, dex. Five. It's a plus five. No shot. Ranger, damn. You know what sucks is like I built Mel's character just like on the sheets. So like, fuck me. All right. Yeah, roll a d20, add five to it. So you're throwing the dagger. Throwing the dagger. All right. Kill you. In my head, this is going to play out so cool. Okay, so I kind of biffed it. Can I roll the? Do I roll the six? Hang on a second. Because I've only got a 13 right now. I'm looking up. I might have beefed inspiration. Okay, can I just give her a bardic inspiration anyway? And just give her a 1d6 also? No, okay. Hang on a second, Arnold. So... Uh, I mean, Bessie, when I told you that you have a D, when I told you that you have a D6 available to you, I lied. That's bardic inspiration. My inspiration gives you advantage on a roll, which means you get to roll a D20 twice and take the higher of the two. Cool. Do that, dude. I confused them. Oh, well, that's way better. That brings me to a 19. Fuck shit. Heads. All right. <laughs> All right, Bessie, I think you throw you throw this dagger and you huck this fucking thing like through a hallway up a roof that you can't see into a ceiling. Gareth, you hear a sharp whistling sound behind you as this knife cuts the air and you see it splice through the chain that holds this 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 rock. I'm sorry, the leather the leather string that holds this rock and pin against the ceiling close to this nimble right which you recognize as as this creature so you have a split second reaction where you can blink to this rock i'm i'm taking it yeah what okay all right gareth you step into the ethereal plane and you cool i forgot about that part the world around you sinks into gray scale uh the shouts and screams of of Lady Grawlhund and Erstel Floxen and all of these people fade almost like a distant memory of people shouting years ago that you summon to you now. You step up 
and move and you walk to the ceiling almost like it's firm ground beneath your feet and you reach out sluggishly like you're moving through a dream and you grab this leather thong in your hands i swear to god if you're giggling if you're giggling at the word thong i'm gonna stab you leather thong in your throat Ah! literally literally every single one of us giggled at the word thong yeah, I am. I am weaving some goddamn drama here. If you could all pretend to be older than fourteen, that'd be fucking great for me. What I heard was dump some truck, truck, truck. Like <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing like a thong, where like instead of there any being any crotch part, it's just one big jewel. Um, I mean, that's that how is I like, see it. Is, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, So, Gareth, you reach out and you grab this leather string and you hold it in your hands. And in a surge of color, motion, and sound, the world, like, screams back to you. And suddenly you are hanging by a string, a rope, and a dagger from the ceiling. Bad. So is the dagger, like, in the wall enough to support The dagger is buried in the ceiling, strong enough to support your weight for now. However... You see the nimble right flip upside down and scrabble against the ceiling, moving like a spider with too many limbs rushing towards you. Horrifying. And it reaches out and tries to snag the jewel at the end of the rope from you. So the, the jewel at the end of this leather string from you. Arnold just says, all right, like I want Arnold just to scream like, Gareth, jump. Just like that. Like just jump. And like, well, we're is, friends he, is he enough. attached to the ceiling with like one hand kind of yeah. thing? Gareth and is then, like, dangling from the ceiling by one hand because he's just holding onto the rope. Can Tess turn into a cow, run under him, and be like, <laughs> let go? And it just like, like, like catch him so you can like yank it out of the ceiling and just like, nice. land so, on the cow. Really quick, I'm so sorry. I, I did actually forget. Gareth, you're going to take five points of damage as you actually latch onto the dagger hilt. Yeah, I, was say, I should be holding yeah, yeah. onto the knife as well. So I, I goofed it. You're holding onto the knife handle and the and the string is sort of like dangling beneath, just in front of your face. Right, okay. So yeah. you're, taking, you're going to take five points of damage as you grab onto this hilt and it burns into the skin of your palm and like sears what almost feels like a brand. Uh, and the stra- and the stone is dangling in a leather string in front of your face. You hear Gareth jump from beneath you, and you hear a surprise scream from beneath as what once was a medium-sized person with big hair turns into a regular-sized cow with small hair, leaps <laughs> across the floor beneath you, and you hear a discordant ticking as the nimble right <clears throat> slams against the ceiling and starts crawling towards you. Gareth, you and I are going to do dexterity roll-offs right now to see who gets to the gem first. Word. I should theoretically, it's right It's right in front of me, so hopefully it's me. I mean, drop it to the cow. Let's find out. All right. I rolled. So adding my, de- my dex bonus? Just a straight up and down dex bonus. Yeah, not no proficiency, so just the number in front of you, dexterity. Let's do it. I'm doing it. All right. Cool. Um, 12. All right. I rolled a 19. Yikes. So here's Major what happens. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, just because, I mean, can I, can I do the thing? Can I do the, uh, the, the opposite of inspiration and give you a negative six D six? 
what what spell is that, Arnold? Is it a is it a spell slot or is it a cantrip? Because you've no already no no, done it's it. neither of those things. It's my cutting words. It's one of the things that I get with the Bardic, uh, the School of Lore. So it's Ooh. just like a reaction. So it's when a creature does a thing. Um, as long as I don't know the re- like what actually happens, which you haven't said yet. Um, so like I can do it after the roll. It just works. Arnold like, just right, calls on. them a bitch, and they <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I just yell at someone, and they do worse. Or I'm just around uh, and they suck. I mean, that's hang on. I gotta, I gotta look up. Was telling you, you liked his father better, the original <laughs> yeah. better. The telling me he's a copycat. I don't know. How do you insult? Is a clock? Are you insulting the clock? Okay, yeah, so but also he's just, not the OG. For the, for the record, can we just appreciate that for f- one levels one through four, it's a D6, but five through nine, it's a D8, and then a Damn. D10, and then a D12. Damn. So like Arnold, Arnold's ability to cut people down is pretty <laughs> awesome. No one's coming to my birthday. No. Ima- <laughs> imagine Arnold calls you a bitch, and then the max you can roll is an eight. That's insane. All right, so much... Fuck me. Much to my dismay, cutting words is a reaction... Per combat, and since this is a different round of combat, Arnold does get to do it right now. So, Arnold, do you want to roll it or do you want me to roll it? You roll it. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. It's your character taking it. So, I think. Oh, God, Christ, Jesus, sweet angels in heaven. All right. I only rolled a two. Gareth, I'm going to describe it from your point of view because you're doing the cool thing. Uh, you You see this nimble right punch sharpened fingers and toes into the plaster ceiling of this library scuttling towards you. But you also see a pulsing reverberation from the rock hanging at the end of this leather string buried in the hilt of your dagger uh, that, that somebody threw up into the ceiling in a, in a, in a feat of quick thinking. And you go to reach for it, but because of the brand burning into your skin, because of the hilt of this dagger reminding you of the sins of your past, your your reach is just that much clumsier. And the nimble right reaches out and snatches this rock just a split second before you get it. Piss. Rolling to the entrance to this library, uh, Arnold, Mel, and Tess. You see this event happen in front of you. You see this nimble right reach out and and snatch this rock just a split second before Gareth could reach for it. And it drops from the ceiling and uh lands on the floor near-ish to Tess. I, I think you were positioned to I think you were positioned to catch Gareth, so like just a little bit away. Um, but it slams onto the floor in like a cloud of like buckled tile and bits of like floor pieces. Um and there's they a moment the shit out of it. There's a moment where you look at it and suddenly the eyes on the other side of this black glass plate uh serving as a face are burning red, brighter than any nimble right you guys have seen before. And you hear a voice, all of you, everybody in the room, Gareth, you included, dangling from the ceiling. Uh it is loud. It is cutting. It digs into each of your ears far, far more otherworldly than you would have had any other like sense of it being. 
and it screams, Return me to my home. And... Oh, thank God. Okay. In you all a, dropped dead. You all dropped dead. No. Uh, <laughs> in an explosion of horrible smelling foul seawater that bursts from this nimble right almost like a cloud that pushes you Tess away like 10 15 feet your hooves scrabbling against this marble tiled surface struggling for purchase um pushes everybody away in a flood of water the nimble right turns and with twice as much sticks twice as much dexterity as it had previous throws itself out of the window and disappears into the night <laughs>